portion of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And here we go. Welcome in to the very first Believe in Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Brad Logan, and I'm so excited about the season to come and excited about the partnership with the Believe Podcast Network. A couple of things we'd like to ask for you to do today. Be sure and follow Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's at B-L-E-A-V Podcast on Twitter. And be sure and follow me on Twitter. That's at Brad Logan C-O-T to make sure you get all of the shows as soon as they become available. Now, going forward, we want to make sure the shows are, are available on Tuesday of every single week. The show will be weekly. Obviously, if there's news that breaks or we need to jump in there during the week, we may throw an additional podcast out there. The goal for Tuesday is so we can recap the game uh, and then, of course, look forward to the weeks ahead and specifically the next week ahead. So Tuesday uh, seems to be a pre- pretty good part of the week. We want to stay around uh, 30, 45 minutes on a podcast to make sure you can get all the information. Uh, it's going to be pretty heavy on information and regards to press conferences, uh, to what happens during the games, injuries, uh, and schedules, and and anything that might pop throughout the week. So uh, we're excited to bring that content to you. For the podcast themselves, you can be sure and download those through a number of different channels, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, and of course on Facebook. Now, most of these are pretty user-friendly, so all you have to do is go and subscribe to that. So we do appreciate that. That way you're notified every time an episode drops. Hopefully, sometimes we'll be able to do mailbags and that sort of thing. If you need to get in touch with us, please, uh, you can shoot me an email at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com, or you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter, and we'll be happy for you to be a part of the show. So on the show today, we want to uh, make sure you hear from Head Coach Lane Kiffin. He spoke to the media and also addressed kind of some comments after the scrimmage. It was the last live action the media uh, was able to see. We'll talk about that scrimmage, some, uh, some highlights both defensively and offensively, uh, obviously more offensively because there weren't a lot of highlights on the defensive side of the ball. Nonetheless, Lane Kiffin addresses that in his press conference today, and we'll also talk about what's to come, talk about a little about the, the, the positions, uh, where we foresee the first and second teams, and then finish up uh, today talking a little bit about the schedule and what's to come. As it stands, we're awful happy you're here with us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. 
Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. And welcome back into the show. And very briefly, I wanted to recap kind of the scrimmage on Saturday. It was one in which we saw the offense kind of have their way with the defense. And, in fact, uh, Lane Kiffin, we'll hear from Lane Kiffin in just a moment. But he addressed uh, his comments at the conclusion of practice on Saturday when he said that the defense just basically one, twos, and threes play terrible. Now, he did back that up by saying it was more or less the twos and the threes. Uh, The ones did tackle uh, much better than the twos and threes. Nonetheless, we knew coming into the season the defense was going to be a bit of a challenge for head coach, uh, or should I say defense coordinator, uh, D.J. Durkin. So uh, it was a problem on Saturday. But looking at the scrimmage, Matt Corral uh, had a big day. Uh, Braylon Sanders is the wide receiver that everybody's kind of circled. That's the receiver that uh, that we think is going to be the main target uh, for Matt Corral. Uh, Matt had a big day on offense. These stats compliments of 247 Sports and David Johnson. David does a phenomenal job covering Ole Miss Sports. You'll hear me uh, talk about David quite a bit. Uh, by the way, congratulations. Uh, David is joining Ben Garrett uh, on Talk of Champions, a wonderful Ole Miss podcast. And I don't think there can ever be enough podcasts to, to soak up sports. So uh, uh, congratulations to David. He points out that uh, the corral was 13 of 21 for 173 yards, two touchdowns, and most importantly, no interception. So uh, that one of those touchdowns did go to Braylon Sanders, and we knew that Sanders was going to be an integral part of this offense. So uh, he he looked really good. It's kind of staying along the lines of that quarterback room. To me personally, it looks like Luke Altmaier is easily the number two. Now the question remains is what's going to happen with John Rice Plumley? We'll get to him in a moment. He's played in the slide, but once again, uh, when I was at practice specifically on Saturday, the day before the scrimmage, I saw that John Rice Plumley was dressed out. Uh, but he's not participating in drills. And then uh, David Johnson reported uh, at the scrimmage he was uh, he was there, but he was not participating in drills. So uh, he was not a part of the quarterback room uh, at that point over the last couple of days. So if you've got Luke Altmaier easily running number two, I think Ken K. Dent would be a serviceable number three. Altmaier was a part of the scrimmage. He completed 11 to 22 passes. Uh, David Johnson, like we talked about, uh, from 247 Sports reporting 89 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. A name we haven't talked about is Jonathan Mingo did not have a great game on Saturday. Once again, it's only a couple of weeks into camp. Uh, it appears that it's Braylon Sanders, Dontario Drummond, uh, and Dennis Jackson. Those three receivers have been you know, receiving the lion's share of the phenomenal catches, if you will, throughout practice so those are the three names that are really uh, rising to the cream of the crop and, and David Johnson even mentioned uh, uh, that uh, that Sanders did have a big day three catches 115 yards and he did have that touchdown so now Braylon Brown and and Brandon Buckhalter two names that a lot of people are asking about because they were very highly touted freshmen coming into the program that's just it they're freshmen uh, I think physically and mentally Lane Kiven even intimated that both those guys and a lot of the freshmen, maybe Quay Davis, the transfer from Itawamba Community College, are having a little bit of time 
kind of getting acclimated to the program. We talked about the other three, Sanders, Drum, and Jackson, and then you throw in Mingo. Those are some names that have been in the program for a while. So it's obvious that some of the younger talent and some of the transfers, uh, Jaquir Pearson, another one, is going to have some have some time to get used to this program. To no surprise, that running back room is absolutely loaded. Uh, a very healthy Jerry on Ely will lead the charge along with Henry Parrish, Snoop Connor, And remember, we've got Isaiah Woolier uh, to look forward to uh, running the football as well. Snoop Connor, more of the bruising back, but has great breakaway speed. So uh, all of those guys had a nice scrimmage on Saturday. But those are the, 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 uh, the running backs that have received the lion's share of carries so far uh, during this uh, preseason camp. And we talked a little bit about John Rice Plumley earlier. I need to, to go back to something real quick because Lane Kiffin is very adamant that uh, he does not discuss injuries. But someone did ask in the press conference, and, the, and I think it was David Johnson actually that said, Coach, I know you do not discuss injuries, but are any of the injuries quote-unquote long-term? And he said no. Uh, one of those players that left the field, and I was standing there Saturday, was Orlando Umana, who was the starting center. And we'll talk about the offensive line real quick. Uh, he did not participate in the scrimmage on Saturday. We, we do not know about his availability. But from what we saw prior to the Sunday scrimmage, the uh, offensive line essentially went like this. Uh, Umana, Orlando Umana, the transfer, had been playing center. Uh, taking a look at uh, the other positions, you've got both Ben Brown, who went to his natural spot at right guard. Jeremy James is at right tackle. And then at left guard, you've got Caleb Warren, and you've got Nick Broker at left tackle. Uh, some names that have been thrown out there that have played just a little bit. Uh, Eli Acker, the talented freshman out of Columbus, Mississippi, has played some. A name that's been getting a few reps, not a ton, is Jalen Cunningham's. Uh, once again, that's a position, or should I say a group, is going to have to flesh itself out as you look at, the obviously, the first games against Louisville in Atlanta. So there will be a lot of things happen between now and then to once they get that first team and second team offensive line secured. Uh, going along the lines on offense, uh, David Johnson and I also had a chance to go to the indoor practice facility and catch a couple of kickers and catch a couple of punters. Uh, Matt Brown, of course, uh, expect him to be the starting punter when Lane Kiffin elects to punt the football. But the big question is going to be who's going to be the place kicker. And Caden Costa is the person that took most of all of the first team uh, extra points and field goals in the scrimmage. He did connect on a 52-yard field goal, uh, and I think that was his only try or only his only effort in the uh, in the scrimmage. So uh, the second uh, kicker will be Kale Nation. So those are two kickers to kind of be looking for and going forward. And uh, once again, uh, Mac Brown, uh, the guy we expect to see doing most of the punting. Uh, on the return team, it's been Dennis Jackson and J- Jonathan Mingo from what we saw on punt returns uh, during practice, and that's what I saw on Saturday. So uh, definitely an electric punting return team and it'll be interesting to see uh if these guys can break one at some point during the season but uh some of those wide receivers with a lot of elusive speed defensively not a lot to say about the scrimmage it was all offense but we would like to point out uh, just a little bit of what we can expect on the defensive side of the ball the linebackers simply have to be better that's all there is to it you know like henry made the the comment at one of the post game or one of one of the post practice media availabilities that, that he says Ole Miss wants to have one of the best defenses in the nation. Well, I mean, there's a lot of improvement to be made because it had one of the worst defenses in the nation last year. 
once again, it returns a ton of talent, or should I say a ton of starters. Um, but the problem is, is is they weren't very good last year. At linebacker, let's look at that. Sam Williams, a uh, senior coming back along with Lakia Henry. The good news, they get uh, Chance Campbell, uh, a transfer in uh, from Maryland, I believe. And uh, compound that with, with Otis Reese. We only saw him a couple of games uh, last year, the transfer from Georgia. And also we're able to see Jacob Springer, the, the, the strong safety. Uh, he'll be a senior this year. Um, that's good. I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, you could, you could get excited knowing that you can have those three players that were not available for most of the year. Uh, you also, I think there's good news knowing that you have a team that was not able to play any non-conference games. You had to play all conference games, and you were kind of thrown to the wolves. So opening with Louisville, being able to breathe a little bit with Austin P and Tulane before you get an off week before Alabama, the, the schedule sets up pretty good for that defense to have a little bit of wiggle room to kind of get – kind of get their feet uh, get their feet under them you had a spring to go through you had uh, you got the fall camp to go through and this is quite frankly the time for DJ Dirk and the defensive coordinator uh, to take a step and it's it's a time for for you know he's kind of got his players in place it's time for Ole Miss to take a step and, and I think if this defense can be anywhere from you know 50 to 60 in the, in the total defense range it can give the offense a time to breathe but if it's any worse than that, then you're kind of in the same predicament you were last year to where the defense was was not able to do anything substantial and the offense was having to, to kind of, you know, get them out of trouble and stay on the field longer. And that just causes a whole lots, whole, whole lot of problems. But the back half of the, the, the defense, the secondary has played pretty well. Uh, I thought made some good plays down the stretch, at least from what I could see in practice. Uh, Miles Battle, the uh, former wide receiver, has looked pretty good at cornerback. Has uh, made some pretty good plays along with Jalen Jones, the other corner. He's a senior. He's a veteran. Uh, I think he's only going to improve with uh, Springer coming back and they're able to play uh, at strong safety, the Navy transfer, uh, along with A.J. Finley, another sophomore at free safety. They've got some experience in the back half of that secondary. So uh, you would hope that Ole Miss can improve there. Uh, across the defensive front, Tavares Robinson, uh, Tariqas Tisdale, both have had pretty good camps. Uh, I like Cedric Johnson a lot. He's a younger player. Uh, and I think I think he could definitely add uh, to this team's defensive uh, front this year, along with Quentin Bivens, uh, Taiwan Malone, someone that you would highly decorated player that you hope uh, can take a big step forward this year, or for that Ole Miss defense, a veteran and Hal Northern, along with Katie Hill, our two players. Uh, but I think Isaiah Eiton is a player uh, that has transferred in here uh, that they're hoping that can play. Uh, and play pretty quickly. Uh, I think there are a couple of players uh, that maybe could step up, maybe some younger players uh, that we didn't talk about that can step up. So there's definitely room for improvement for this Ole Miss defense, and uh, they've got their hands full, obviously, with the scrimmage. They didn't do well uh, stopping that Ole Miss defense, but, you know, a lot of these scrimmages are scripted, and the offense kind of knows kind of who to target and that sort of thing. So uh, a lot of that stuff will flesh itself out over the next couple of weeks as we get ready to, uh, to to see this Rebel team face the Louisville Cardinal in a couple of weeks. Now let's listen to uh, head coach Lane Kiffin as he addressed the media following practice on Tuesday. Yeah, that's why I don't really, you know, love making big comments directly after, you know, game, but especially a scrimmage because you got a lot of stuff going on. And um, so – after watching it, you know, 
what got mixed in there is all the scoring and points and, you know, not taking into account when it was ones, twos, and ones, ones. And so really after looking at it, <clears throat> you know, and separating those, our one defense played pretty well. Um, obviously that would mean our two defense did not, two and threes um, because of all the scoring. But, you know, going back over it, there was some very positive things on defense with the ones. So I think Henry's a special player with a very high ceiling. Um, skinny kid when he came in here, um, you know, looks completely different already. And I think we'll continue to, um, you know, he was, I'm sure he would tell you, he was probably coming to FAU, you know, when we left there. And, you know, so we had recruited him a long time, was, you know, very aware how good he could become, um, you know, and how special, you know, he could be. So um, I think that we'll see really good things out of him. I think it was good. I felt like it wasn't as hot. I don't check the temperature every day like, you know, a lot of coaches do, but it didn't feel like that. So um, I thought they they did good. Um, it was a well-needed day off, you know, after an unrealistic scrimmage, which had a padded practice the day before, you know, which obviously would never happen. So you got to push that way early in camp. So good to see them respond. Uh, a couple of turnovers on the defense today, which we did not see Saturday or Sunday. So that was good. Well, we've moved guys around a lot. I have some, you know, new guys at multiple positions, including a new linebacker, um, you know, that has a lot of experience. So those guys are shuffling in there. And, um, you know, we're looking at also different schemes to play too. So uh, we expect really big things out of them. You know, it also means our two offense got to get better also. Well, that was Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin uh, following practice uh, at the Tuesday media availability. And we were able to hear – about some of the thoughts about the scrimmage this past Saturday and uh, what is to come for this Ole Miss football team who will face Louisville in a couple of weeks in Atlanta before it uh, takes uh, Austin P and Tulane the following two weeks. And it'll take a week off before a pretty good gauntlet of Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, uh, home to Liberty, home to Texas A&M, home to Vanderbilt, and on the road to Mississippi State. Last year was five and five season. Question remains, how good is this team? Well, we know a couple of things pretty simply. Got a good offense. Got a questionable defense. What's the season going to entail? Well, we'll have a lot of it for you right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Once again, thanks very much for subscribing, uh, rating, and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure and follow Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's at B-L-E-A-V Podcast on Twitter. Of course, I'm at, at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E. If you get in touch with us, just shoot me a DM. I'll be glad to help you as best I can. You can find the show on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, and Facebook. I'm Brad Logan thanking you for being part of the very first Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.